0: Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. What's up, players?
1: How's everybody doing?
0: It is a special time here in the studio it today.
1: It is. I'm super excited for our extra special guest star. <laughs> Celebrity. Celebrity <laughs> legend
0: in Toledo we have. The
1: legend.
0: Christopher Tillman from
2: Haunted Toledo. Are you here talking about the me? Yes. <laughs> I thought like Zach Biggs was going to come walking yeah. out. Just his
1: hair. Just his hair. Yes, we, we do. Sorry, everybody, but we do make fun of Zach Banks. Yeah, <laughs> every once
0: in a while, it's all in fun. But oh,
1: it's, it's fine. Hair. But Christopher
0: Tillman has—he's a documentarian. Mm-hmm. Is, that how, is that how you say it? documentarian? Got sure. a documentary that is on um, Amazon Prime. It's been on YouTube. It's been on PBS. It's available on DVD. Um. Tons of articles on haunted locations, haunted stuff, all over the web, newspapers, magazines, all that jazz. And now in our studio with us,
2: yes. the legend for like what the third time? Yeah, I time? probably. I think so.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I think the first time we met you was at the Collingwood Arts Center. We did a convention there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And um, we were just talking about Many Sarah. Many moons our, ago, we met you, and the second convention which i mentioned on a video a couple nights ago you couldn't make it so sarah had to talk for you Yep. and she came on right after me and jen
2: did our speech
1: yep when's the last time you were at the collingwood
2: uh uh, end of july august last year anything going on oh man that was uh, that was a yeah that was a great night that was cool um how much of the details you want
0: go for it go for it you right know. well you know about the we love collingwood
2: you yes. know about the fourth floor and the cells mm-hmm. we're up there this is the, the first stop of our night we're up there and we we pulled chairs out of the rooms and we're sitting in the hallway and we just sat down to start evp work and everything and um you know the whole litany of if there's anybody here you know mm-hmm. we're this is who we are this is what we're looking for and right behind me we heard the loudest creaking of the floor
0: <laughs>
2: coming directly behind me from inside the hallway and it's coming from like the first, when you walk in there the first door on the right and so we're checking it out and there's no way to open this door yeah there's no doorknob and it's just when you peek through the little hole where the doorknob should be it's just a storage room there's nobody in there it's locked you can't get in so that was like the perfect way to start the night mm-hmm because it sounded just like you know you know those floors oh yeah they're yeah if you're when you're playing back your audio every footstep you take sounds like fireworks going Mm off and that's that's how loud this was it's like there was there had to be somebody standing back there because of the 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 amount of sound it made And, and we were there with another guy he was in the another part of the building with his team i'm like daryl is that you there was no answer, nobody opened the door. And right beyond that door, it's like concrete stairs. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was on the stairs, it wouldn't
0: it wouldn't creak like
2: that. Right. Just an amazing
1: I saw a dark shadow figure come out of that second room. Okay, you come up the stairs. There's one room, two room, and two ladies were in there and they were talking. They were trying to communicate with one of the nuns. And they said, "Ooh, feels weird." And, and I'm not kidding. You, something like long and slinky came out by the base of that door and went down the hallway where we were. And then the lady's like, did you guys see something come out of it? We're like, yes. <laughs> so it's probably the same spot. That know, is...
2: Where you were at. I don't know why that part of the building would have any type of activity. But well, it's,
0: it's where the nuns lived.
2: Yeah. yeah, but you figure... I mean, the size of those rooms, they, they couldn't have been in there for anything other than just sleeping. You know, they're just... It's Never like a knows. closet.
0: Yeah. yeah. We were the same night that... Jen saw that. We, I was sitting in the hallway looking down at the door. Um, not towards the cement stairs, but the other end. You know where the little three-foot door is?
2: Right, yeah, to the attic. The
0: other end, it's got like a frosted glass window. Yeah. And I could see a shadow figure going back and forth, back and forth. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Is that where that guy lives? Because there is still one person that lives in that building.
2: Across the hall, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I went down to the end there, and his door didn't have the frosted window the frosted window was the door into there his door was a solid door Mm.
2: that that is like my favorite part of the building
0: yeah
2: absolute favorite and so many experiences up there just i mean a lot of people say the basement because of the the demon robe guy or whatever (laughs) but no that that fourth floor is amazing and then and you know how i i'm not a big fan of phone apps
0: yeah yeah no
2: Ryan was there with me Mm -hmm. and Ryan will pull out the phone app. Just when things get boring, he'll just see what it says. And we're sitting in the parlor in the Gerber house. Mm -hmm. And it was the end of the night and we were just, we were getting ready to go, but I still had cameras going and he's standing. His his girlfriend took the phone from him and she's just letting it play. And me and Ryan are just talking about the phone apps. Like I'm basically saying, I think we're done using them. We're done experimenting with them. Mm -hmm. Um, they're interesting, but you never really get anything conclusive and you're always trying to bridge that gap in your head. So it's just, we're going to, we're going to be done with them. And the as we're talking, the phone is talking and I'm not paying attention to it. And later on, when I went back to watch the video, the, while we're talking, the phone app says George and then says Ann. Wow. And it was like a holy crap moment. mm mm-hmm. to the point where you just you're standing up and you're walking around the room with your hand on your head like whole and you're swearing holy (laughs) because we're sitting in the parlor of this house the original portion of the house only one person died in that house that we know of and that was george george alasky okay um he had a some kind of Back then, they didn't really know about the diseases like we do today. It was like a progressive paralysis, and he just eventually his body just gave up. Mm-hmm. And that was inside Gerber House. George was married to Anne, so and we're sitting in this parlor of a haunted house owned by George and Anne Lasky. Mm-hmm. And this stupid phone app is saying these names. If I would have been paying attention, we would have continued the investigation. Yeah.
1: yeah, sure. But
0: did you mention? their names at all
2: no okay no
1: because you wonder if those apps pick up if it listens to you and then goes in the database and spits stuff out
2: i used to experiment with the necrophonic app okay Mm -hmm. and supposedly this app works off of um it's not a word bank and it's not a it doesn't scan the internet radio Mm -hmm. it's basically phonetic okay so whatever it spits out is going to be mainly gibberish until a spirit talks and it's going to put the syllables together Mm -hmm. But I, I swear I've heard my own voice come through that app saying my name. Wow. Because I'd be like, hey, my name's Chris. Is there anybody here with me? Mm-hmm. And I'll hear Chris. And it sounds just like me. So I'm like, this thing's listening to me. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the permissions, there's nothing listed about the microphone or anything. Okay. Hmm. But it's just it's just weird. It's just, I don't know.
1: It's interesting because I, I was watching a video with... Uh, Elon Musk talking today and the interviewer was asking about his cell phone. He's like, oh, I got this new cell phone and he's like, they got to talking about um, phones listening to me. He goes, oh, yeah. He's like Apple and whatever the other one. They can turn it on anytime and listen to anybody that they want to. Yeah, I I
0: know that I was listening to a, a talk show one time and they were talking about I think the Japanese government or something. Whenever they have a closed door meeting, their phones have to be in a different building. Basically, they're not allowed to have phones. They're they take the batteries out and put them in a different room, all that so that they can't hear.
2: I believe it because there've been stories about they can get in through your TV, yeah, um, your webcams, and
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I watched I watched uh, those scam the scammers videos all the time where the guys getting on the Scammer's computer and looking at, at them love through their camera that. I love that, so yeah, I mean those apps that's one of the reasons I don't like them is because it's too easy for the company to embed something in them right but then again, the obelisk and all that never says happy words, and never you know you know it's good it's programmed to be demon, demonistic or whatever you want to say, right, it won't say. Happy Flowers or nothing like that, you know. It's always demons or <laughs> get the, out or, you
2: know. And then the the popular that Ghost Tube app, I guess it comes packaged with a uh, a map of haunted locations. So if you wanted to look up a different location and see what it's about, I guess or Okay. And how do we know that the app isn't you know figuring out where you are
0: uh-huh. and
2: what haunted stuff is around you and then just feeding you something? Yeah. You know, like like if you're at Bell Mansion, the app theoretically the app could know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the app could feed you information based mm-hmm. on the Bell Mansion story. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that. Yeah, it's hard well, to
1: Then you have to do experiments with other types of equipment. Mm-hmm. You have to, um, you know, videotape. You have to use stuff that doesn't have electronics, like the dowsing rods, right. and and try to debunk.
0: Or even like EMF detectors that aren't made. For ghost hunting, yeah, real EMF detectors, with, like the one with a needle. I don't even know what the brand is. That is, but TriField, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what else have you seen at the Collingwood Art yeah. Center here in Toledo?
2: Those are the big ones. Recently, okay. those are the big ones. I had there was a a, a, a time when we were in the the big uh, front room area of the Gerber House, mm-hmm. and. We had just ended a session and I'm like, okay, let's just, uh, let's gear up and we'll go upstairs and we'll try something up there. Mm-hmm. And as I turned, I, I could have sworn I heard somebody say, yeah. And I'm like, which one of you said that? Yeah. And ne- neither of them said anything. They Nobody said anything. And then playing it back on the video, I hear the, I hear a voice say, yeah, but it could also be a floor squeak. Because mm-hmm. it was at the same time Ryan was collecting up all the little piece of equipment we left laying around so that could be 50 50 on that one
0: yeah i never think to go upstairs at the gerber house whenever we're at the colony we're always either in the basement Mm -hmm. or up in the cells or even the apartment i never think to investigate the gerber house itself and you would think that i mean that was the original building
2: right yeah
0: and there was a lot of emotion there because gerber ended up losing it and then the last or the I don't think the Lasky family bought a Gerber. I think
2: someone there else was, did. Yeah, there was an intermediary yeah. there, but they didn't hold on to it very long. No,
1: that's interesting. Um, I, I did, did. you ever get up in above the, um, in the attic part above the? Um, the what do we call it? The dome. The dome.
0: It's where the three foot door is. You go in there. Oh,
2: until we're to the yeah. actual uh-huh. like you're above the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been up we we're given a tour up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was during the daytime. We didn't really go up there okay. to I don't it didn't feel Yeah,
1: I didn't feel anything yeah, in there other say, than either. we saw bats.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's just I figured at night that would probably be a dangerous place to be. It so. is.
0: The floor's falling apart too. Yeah. And um they used to go in there and then go over to the apartment. Yeah. And I did a video for our Patreon and I was talking about that apartment when that day that we met Sarah. I asked him, You wanna go up to the apartment? And we went up there and we mingled around the apartment for a little bit, which is an awesome place if you get a chance to go in there. And when we came out I went up to Sarah and I'm like, So, did you feel anything? I felt something, I don't wanna say anything. I want you to tell me if you felt anything. She said it felt like the floor moves. <laughs> And I'm like, exactly the same thing I feel. When you're in that apartment, mm-hmm. it feels like the floor is moving. Hmm. That's like one, fun That's what house. Of yeah. Food. Yeah, for sure. And you don't get that feeling anywhere else in that building but in that apartment. And apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, but they say that the caretaker died in that apartment.
2: Hmm.
1: Suicide, possibly.
2: Yeah. I think I might have heard that story before, yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, you've been doing this for a long time time like before any i think anybody really in toledo was researching haunted locations or you know sightings or some of these mysterious stories what was the um first place that you ever did an investigation in or were you know had inkling to go and check out here in toledo
2: apart from like the normal cemetery route that beginners take yeah. the first the first big one would have been um club bijou oh, okay. downtown yeah um
1: tell our listeners what it was like just the background of- that
2: was a it was a former it was the former esquire theater um there are some rumors of mob ties that the mm-hmm. you know mob either owned sure it or they would meet there for mm-hmm. their little meetings and stuff but it was owned by uh rose la rose who was a very famous, um, what do you call it? Uh, burlesque? A burlesque Her dancer, father? yeah. Okay. And she, she. I think she did a few movies, too. And she had a pretty big following, mm-hmm. and it, it just got to the point where she just couldn't afford to keep the theater going anymore, and it kind of changed hands after she got out of it, and then it became just, it sat empty for a while, and then became... Club Bijou, underground. uh What's the other city theater? It was
1: like in the '80s. That was like the club to go to in yeah. Toledo. It was like and every one di- of the first like kind of like
2: oh it was it was amazing
1: yeah, yeah. it was it was fun so you've got a you've I'm got dating a theater myself, but I went, went there
2: <laughs> you've got this huge theater with a with an underground complex yeah. so you've got like a different. You can have a different band in one theater, a different one in, mm-hmm. in the in the one in the basement. It
1: reminded me a lot of Excalibur in Chicago. Yeah. If anybody's of my age, you remember, that was the place to go, like the nightclub. It was several levels and, you know, different music and different.
2: And the owner, he, like, guess, the, the, the owner is, like is, Kip? is yeah, Kip, he, okay. he owns a lot of clubs in town. And his little thing is, for a couple of years, it'll be this. And then he'll rename it, and it's yeah. got a different... Style of music, and then another couple of years, they'll change it again. Yeah. And so it, it's a club that went by a few different names, but each each time there was just all kinds of stories of weirdness going on. Mm-hmm. And I've never been able to figure out if if they're all based on any type of fact. Like you've got a little boy that haunt, haunts the lobby. N- never knew for sure if there was actually any type of fatality in that regard. Um, the only thing I can kind of tie to history is every now and then a waitress would say that she sees like show on the stage mm-hmm. or they're up in the the projector room they would sometimes ex- what they called the the matron they'd see her up there okay. or in the bar area directly beneath mm-hmm. the projector room and so i'm thinking well that might be rose yeah um because and, and, and rose had to be
0: up in that room because it's the Room that she could would control,
2: right? Like her offices and yeah. stuff. And she just she loved the theater. She loved this building. Loved her work. Loved the customers. Everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and for I mean, it's Toledo. If people don't know, Toledo has a huge history of corruption and mob involvement. And mm-hmm. so, a burlesque theater that's pro- popular mm-hmm. like that would be yeah. that's right up the city's yeah. alley. Sure. You know, yeah. For and sure. it's just a it was a hell of a place to be in. And you go in there when it's a club and it's open, and it's just packed wall to wall with people. You, you gotta struggle to get through the crowd all the time. And then to go in there on like a Sunday, and it's completely empty. It was just amazing. The and, building seems so much bigger.
1: And, See,
0: I can't remember it at all. I, I do. I remember like
1: it. dancing, being up in the, like the balcony part. And mm. There was a bar up there, and and there was a basement. I think a club yeah. in the basement.
2: Yeah, like, there was. I think there was two different clubs in the yeah. basement
1: yeah Um, the underground
0: or something is it was the underground the one that it was so foggy all the time you couldn't see halfway through (laughs) that was every club in toledo (laughs) in the 80s i think i remember that yeah but maybe that was no i think that was frankie's that i went to it was was like that
2: it was a little quieter in the basement yeah even with the music going Mm -hmm. and people would go down there for the talk or drink or smoke or whatever but the the main theater area, I remember that, is they would have stuff on the screen. Yeah. And they would have all kinds of lights and things going and everything. It was just an amazing it place.
1: Was, theaters historically have always had some type of haunting. Because there's always somebody tied to, you know, the theater. There's like, you know, the old caretaker shows mm-hmm. up or the usher shows up in his uniform or, you know. So then having Prohibition or mob ties sure there was things that went down there oh yeah you know and then you get into the 80s where it's you know a lot going on in toledo at that time Mm
2: -hmm. and places like that are really cool because people just line up to tell you a story Mm -hmm. that's the fun part about it that's it's not just the history and and being able to be in these places it's like everybody's just got a story to tell and they all sound very rational and incredible and, and and I mean, but
1: you were videotaping in that place long before people were even videotaping any type of investigations. Like, I can't think of anybody in and, mm-hmm. and that time that I remember seeing any type of video other than maybe the Warrens did mm-hmm. a little bit. But, um, you know, what did you capture or what did you... Not
2: much, really. Because, um, I mean, that was uh, late 90s. So there really wasn't much in terms of um, equipment that you could use. Uh, the tri-field meters were big back then, but you you were considered a professional if you had one of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for those sure. were They were expensive. Yeah, they well, were. they still expensive. Yeah. And basically, you had a, a tape recorder um, or a mini tape recorder and a camera and a 35-millimeter camera, and that was it. Um, the, the camera I used, I remember it actually had a night vision feature, oh. but it's like... Went for you know we we nobody was doing stuff in the dark back then it was right. all straightforward just walking around seeing what you could find and and trying to record and catch EVPs and mm-hmm. that was about it.
1: Yeah. What happened to the theater? What?
2: Oh, they knocked it down. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, that's Is what, that Toledo, what that's what Toledo does. Toledo likes right? to <laughs> knock stuff down.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: But the Huntington Center went in, mm-hmm. and shortly after the center was built, I heard from from people that were contractors like you know guys putting in duct work and stuff like that heating and air conditioning guys that people were experiencing stuff in the part of the center where club B G would have been but we can't get in there to really investigate unless we have insurance so we're going to look into doing that and See what we can find out. We gotta go in when there's no concerts and no sporting sure. events yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And
0: it's hard because that's a building that is constantly right. used for something. There's
2: always something going on, yeah. But that part of the building maybe there could be a few nights where there isn't. It's just that's one that's like the only place I've ever encountered that you have to be insured to be in there. Mm. So and that probably has a lot to do with just but the way the venue is with yeah. Shows coming in and stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now is that city owned?
2: No. No? It, no.
0: It's private owned?
2: I'm sure the city has a hand in it.
0: Well, or, yeah. But it's a private building. Yeah. And the events that are in there are paid to that private person.
2: Or, yeah, I think it's a... Corporation yeah. or something. Yeah. But,
0: you know, you think about that, too, is we always talk about Stone Tape Theory you and know, all that and how hauntings are Oops, you know, part of the location. <laughs> and even though the location's not there, what happens to them? I know Jen asks that question a lot where you know, what happens to the ghost. But in that case, they tore the building down, build a new building that has so much energy in it all the time. Mm -hmm. Not only do you have physical energy, like all the, I mean, a lot of lighting, a lot of sound, equipment, all that. You have your other environmental stuff, like water. You have all that, plus the emotion of people that are in there for the sporting events and
2: everything. Right. And I even looked, there's a a youtube video where they show um a, a time lapse of building the center okay. from like flat ground on up mm-hmm. and i watched it to see if maybe they kept the basements oh, you yeah. know maybe incorporated them into the design but it looks like everything was flattened flattened and filled in
1: well it's interesting too because like if they're building that and supposedly there's tunnels all under toledo how you know like what happened to the tunnels you know like
2: Oh, they're still they still gotta be there because those are yeah. like those are like maintenance tunnels. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where else in um, Toledo um, did you get to investigate? Because I know there's a lot of places yeah. that you know you you had access to and your team had access to. Uh,
2: like Tony Paco's, you got yeah. Georgie's, um, our house. It's called something else now, yeah. uh, Commodore Perry Building downtown.
1: Bit about the Commodore Perry. So, if people don't know, this is like a famous um, hotel. And mm-hmm. then back in the early days, there was a lot of vaudeville shows that came through. There was a lot of um, acts like Bob Hope, I think, yep. went through there. Elvis Presley. A couple presidents. Um, some presidents came through. So, it was like an entertainment center of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys got
0: access to that. Did they have a
2: theater inside there? Um, no, but a lot of the acts that would come to town, that's where they would stay. They would okay. put them up there.
0: Cause I remember there,
2: there
1: was a ballroom, right though?
2: There's a bar. Yeah, there was a ballroom and okay. a, a bar. Yeah. Okay. It's like so a they, piano bar. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's, um, th- there was for a good period of time, it was the most, you know, lavish hotel in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And they, when you look at the, um, uh, the Tweedle Blade, when it first its grand opening, the entire paper was devoted wow. to this hotel, and they they went through and they they gave every employee their own little write up in the paper, mm-hmm. all the way down to the housekeepers, wow. and sure. a lot of the people they pulled in to work in this hotel they pulled in from New York and from Chicago mm-hmm. and all the big four or five star hotels to work mm-hmm. here, um, but it's the the stories are just they're really hard to track down where they actually came from Mm -hmm. there was a story of a little girl who could be seen crying on the steps and when you approach her she just disappears Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much the entire story and then there was sounds of piano music being played phantom piano music Mm -hmm. um but that's that the only real stories i've ever heard about the place and also, also the a lot of the legends that you see, especially the ones on the internet, say that the floors, the haunted areas, the piano bar and the ballroom are all on the top floor. And they're, they're not. They're yeah. on the um, the grand lobby and a lot of the reception areas are on the second floor. The ballroom's mm-hmm. on the third. And I think the fourth floor is like more like maintenance utility type stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's all gutted. And... Those three floors mm-hmm. aren't open to the public, um, but when you walk in there, there's still the marble work. It's like half inch of marble from Florence, Italy, wow. all over the floor, stairs, banisters, up the columns, up the wall. It's everything is just it's just got a layer of dust on it. You can clean it up real nice, and it just shines. And the plaster work, it's you know it's all falling down in chunks and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at it. This is plaster work that you'll never see anywhere else, and there's there's no way to replicate it. Um, just a beautiful. Doesn't that
1: just break your heart?
2: Beautiful area. I
1: love
2: old buildings well, the like the this. the ballroom has these massive murals on two walls, three walls, and they're just they tell the story of Don Quixote in a, in a mural form because Toledo, Spain, is mm-hmm. one oh, of our, one of our city. sister cities, yeah. and. You look at these. There's some like mildew damage and some mold damage, but there's got to be a company that in town that can clean that. Oh, there is. Because the, the, the they, colors, the colors are still pretty vibrant and detailed. You can still make out a lot of detail. And the ballroom is so big, you could stand at on one end mm-hmm. and shine a flashlight, and have somebody at the other end, and they would be able to barely see it. Mm. It's wow. just it's that big to where the light just spreads everywhere. Mm. Um, just massive massive building it's just it's got it it was intended to have three towers it's only got two Mm -hmm. with a flat platform and that happened during the uh, um, the great depression when the stock market fell Mm -hmm. investors you know they just couldn't afford to build that third tower and that's that's why it looks the way it does they always they always intended Mm -hmm. to add that tower and they just never did
1: now, when you guys went in there like what was your impression did you get any feelings or vibes? It's like haunting vibes
2: um
1: did you feel like
2: you know what honestly we were so blown away by just being in there and mm-hmm. how massive it was mm-hmm. and all even though it's decayed mm-hmm. kinda it just it's more like we were urban exploring. And to know that it's just weird—you go into one of these, um, I guess you'll call them reception areas or banquet rooms or something—but to look out the window onto Toledo, and it's like, does anybody know that these floors exist? Yeah. You know, why aren't they trying to reclaim these floors? so You could Make easily it into
0: a beautiful hall, yeah,
2: because yeah. the Jefferson Street entrance to the building—it's all drywalled up. But if you take that drywall down, it leads up the grand staircase into the second floor grand lobby. So it it's it's just beautiful.
1: That's like the um, Pythian Castle. Yeah, like we broke in there as teenagers, and it had a grand, like, Gone with the Wind staircase in that.
2: There's so and much stuff amazing. that's just, and that's what that's what the cool thing it's about ghost now. hunting is that there's all this architecture that's hidden yeah and like the same building Camelot Repair, this is this is so weird. We went to the basement mm-hmm. and there is maybe a three foot by two foot hole in the drywall. Mm-hmm. If you crawl through that hole, you are in a locker room area from the nineteen seventies that instead of just taking out they just drywalled over the hole oh. over so the like a over the door. Up. We found Tylenol bottles from the 70s, oh um, people's shopping lists in their lockers. The, I mean, the lockers were all just rusted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just corroding. Oh my gosh. And you can see um, on the wall where this place flooded at some point in the past. Mm. And they just, instead of doing whatever with the space, they just drywalled over it and just made it part of the wall, you know? And it's definitely a time, you got a men's locker room, a women's locker room. Total time capsule.
0: And did you go? You were, in... was that the one you did the tour with the mayor?
2: Yeah. Okay. And we were hoping that that would be like the a kickstart to, because the murals in the ballroom, it would be great to see, like the art museum come in mm-hmm. and take those and
1: mm-hmm. preserve. Them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a private building and it's not city owned, and I don't want to cause any waves or anything. But right. it's like you, there's some. There's Some really cool stuff in this building. There's that,
0: some opportunity for to bring yeah. life back into that building through something, you know, whether right. it be somebody renting it out as wedding hall or something. Oh, it would
2: be the perfect place for stuff like that. Perfect.
0: Do you know of any of the residents that live there now experience any hauntings yep. or that?
2: We, the, the property manager that was there with us that night, took us up to the 17th floor to an empty apartment, and the 17th floor is where allegedly the most activity in the building occurs. Um, tenants have called down to the office to complain that somebody was in their apartment rearranging furniture. Oh, wow. And people getting, you know, someone knocking on their door, they opened up, there's no one there. Um, someone emailed the page, Haunted Toledo page, saying that when they lived there, they're, they would be woken up seeing somebody standing at the foot of their bed. Ooh. And they lived on the, I think it was the 13th or 14th I floor. can feel
1: it, but there's a really cold spot right here. And I've got goosebumps on this. It's
2: probably just the window. People, but I was
0: like, we're telling this story and I'm like, all of a sudden I got this cold spot
1: and I've got goosebumps. I don't know what's going on.
2: They know we're talking about them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, sure. Why wouldn't they be listening to us? Just like our iPhones. <laughs> the spirits listen to
0: us. But I, you know, like we were talking about the tunnels. I believe that the tunnels of Toledo connect all those old buildings because like you said, there's service areas, they're maintenance areas. And um, was Toledo ever one of the cities like Detroit that has steam power? I think so. Because I remember the steam plant used to be down there, but I don't know if that was a power plant or if that was a steam heating plant for all those buildings down there.
2: I I think it had something to do with being tied into the tunnels. I think so. Because that because that that when it was a steam plant, it wasn't even an operation when I was born. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I
0: don't ever remember it being an operation. But you know, Toledo has such a rich history of you know, like down by the river. Mm-hmm. You know, the kettle, kettle uh, collection, whatever you call it, where they ship them out and all that. And but a lot of prohibition stuff, and you know, but being that you got a chance to go in a lot of those haunted locations and like you said being ghost hunting allows you to get into those places where other people can't go right that's one thing we love about it and it's saving history
2: and just and the history part of it alone is what Mm -hmm. that's the great part of it yeah it's it's just like we climbed the tower in st patrick's church i've done (laughs) that several times i still can't believe the night that
0: we did the paranormal investigation there the most beautiful church in Toledo, the priest or whoever's in charge of it just said, well, just shut this door when you leave. (laughs) All this, you know, priceless (laughs) items in this building and they trust you enough that, you know, because of your history, they trust you enough to where just shut the door when you leave, you know?
2: It amazes me that they even, because we've been there twice. Yeah. And it's like, because I remember when, when Deacon Tom was like, "Do you want to come investigate this church? There's a story here." But are you serious? It's yeah. a, an active church. It's like, "You're not going to get in trouble, are you?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, no." So it's just, it's just pretty cool that they let us in in the first place. I like, much less twice. Yeah,
0: you know, and Sarah and gave, gave us a chance to get up and climb the bell tower. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, Sarah that's,
1: and I both saw a woman, a shat. It was a shadow figure of a woman sitting there with brown curly hair. And we both saw it. And then later on, I said, did, did you see somebody mm-hmm. sitting there? And we both just, we saw the same exact thing, but we didn't tell each other we did until after the investigation. I remember that night we, we
0: investigated there. Now, for the listener, St. Patrick's Church, when you're looking at it, one side of the church is for the police and the other side is for the fire department. They have, like, the little memorials there. Mm-hmm. And... I heard the bell ringing mm. on the fireside.
1: Yeah,
0: that and bell that was part ringing. of
1: the um, the um, World Trade Center tower in there as well.
0: Is there? There's
1: mm-hmm. beefs of it. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. But, you know, this it's one of the most historic churches in Toledo. It was built by the Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. It's a great
0: story. <laughs> and, and if you ever get a chance to, to learn about yeah, how guys, it was built. And
1: <laughs> Joe and I's uncle was one of the firemen who helped save that church. The steeple was struck by lightning in the mm-hmm. 80s, and the church caught on fire. And my um, uncle was one of the ones, the first ones on the scene and, and
0: helped our, save it. A great, great grandparents were some of the founders of that yeah they was it a
2: father hanlon was the phone yeah. yeah he would yep. go down he, he was an ass kicker yeah oh yeah
1: he'd go pick up the drunk irish and get them to work every day yeah yep. yeah
2: he would go down to
0: the bars and convince in quotations, people to donate <laughs> if they can drink they can donate yeah yep. <laughs> oh my gosh
1: but no it was such a great investigation because you know you're in you know, a church, it's high. There's a lot of emotions. There's and a massive history and probably yeah. thousands of funerals done there. And, um, you know, weddings and births and, and prayers and, you know, that energy and, and perfect place for the stone tape theory. Right. Yep. Every bench somebody sat in. Mm-hmm. And did
0: you know that they, you know, how <coughs> you go into those Excuse old churches and the benches have numbers on the ends? Did you know they used to sell seats? They had... St. Pat's mm-hmm. had tickets. They were pew passes. <laughs>
1: yeah, you had to buy your you seat. You
0: bought your seat. Yeah. And really? that's why they all have numbers on them. Yeah. Wow. Instead yeah. of passing the donation plate, they would sell the seats.
2: <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. Pew passes. Yeah.
1: Pew, pew. <laughs>
2: well, that, I, I know that place is haunted, though. I know oh, that. For oh, man! Sure. I mean... That was
0: amazing. It, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, what's your, what was your most interesting place you've ever investigated?" And when I tell them, a historic church that's still in operation yeah. that looks like a cathedral. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were up, I was up in the attic on the catwalks, and the the ceiling is domes, and you look down, and all, it just goes into infinity. You know, and yep. if you were like, if you were to step off that catwalk. You're going to get stuck. You, you would have got Cyanar. stuck, or you would have fell through the ceiling. Yep. But the activity we got was and an that amazing. That
2: catwalk didn't feel... I mean, I, I know it's secure, but it sure don't feel secure when you're, no. when you're walking on it.
0: <laughs> Knowing what where you're at. Yeah. You're, what, 70 feet in the air?
1: Whew. No thanks.
0: <laughs>
1: I couldn't go up, because when we had the tour, so my cousin used to be the historian of the church since passed. But he on my birthday was my birthday It was february 22nd we went and we had a um a historical tour so like our whole family went some other people and i had just had my gallbladder out yeah my gallbladder out so i wasn't able to climb up and see but joe said the you know the um there's still charred wood up there from the fire Mm -hmm. it's
2: it's a hell of a climb too
0: i know and the ladders keep getting smaller and smaller yep. as you go higher.
1: <laughs> Good times. The room
2: time. gets smaller and, that's, and smaller because you're going into a point. And that's the fun part about ghost hunting. Yeah. It's just the places you get to to visit and see. And
1: Yeah. And I love when you go somewhere and you discover, like, there's an old piece of furniture and you take the drawers out to see if there's anything behind the drawers, you mm-hmm. know, like those little, like, trinkets and whatnots you find Perfect example: finding that bone with the face mm. at the Bone yeah.
0: house. Yep, I still yeah. have a picture of that in my phone. Yeah, you know, and you, I always see this picture on Facebook. It shows this little door, and it's like secret passageway. And I'm like, that's exactly what it's like behind the pipe organ to get into that, yeah, mm. in, into the uh, bell tower.
1: What do you think? In your opinion, is the most haunted? Location in and around Northwest Ohio. Don't say Gibbs Bridge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Gibbs Bridge. Yeah, Gibbs, the most haunted, like yeah. activity. In terms of like, it's always active, or when it's active, it's active. Either
1: one. When it's active, it's active. I
0: will say that. Yeah, because you never know when the place is gonna oh, be yeah.
2: active. Most haunted.
0: I mean, you've been everywhere in Toledo.
2: You know, I'm, I guess I'm about to say the Bone House.
0: That's mine. That's my favorite. I mean, because
2: yeah. I I always tell people Collingwood is like the the crown jewel mm-hmm. for North. But and I, I say that because when you have an experience at Collingwood, you're, you're never going to forget it. Right. Never going to forget it. But the Bone House is that was my first real scare. It was at that That's place. Amazing. And you. Well, I mean, when Sarah's there, she's always experiencing something because she's got that gift. But mm-hmm. for me, it was always you get that feeling of being watched or whatever, or you don't really know what you got until you get home to look at it. Mm-hmm. right. But there was a I was up in the attic by and, myself.
0: And if it, the listener does know, it's a two story building. Right. The, there's a main floor and then the attic is basically the second floor but it is an open attic
2: and it, it runs the length of the house and you know we think that we have no proof of this but yeah. we think that santeria was performed mm-hmm. in the attic um there's like a there was a series of uh, pulleys and and winches and stuff that you could run a cable through to lift a heavy object up those stairs and there was like a
1: ritual table a, a
2: butcher table yeah. right next With to marks it marks it and there was some there was a, a a drawing of a a young girl on the wall like not not like a more like a cartoonish type mm-hmm. drawing but it seemed to have some sort of significance for the artist mm-hmm. and then on the wood of the one wall when you come up the stairs that wall right there mm-hmm. it's it's the the wall you would be facing if you look at the stairs there was hundreds of names written on the wood
1: see, i never saw that
2: we didn't see it until i think the second or third time we went really? and it was just like because the sun was hitting just right oh. for us to see it all these names up there there was Plus, some... we
1: we're in the dark most of the time when we yeah, we're in right.
2: there there was something going on in this in this attic and i was up in i was up there by myself and there was one little alcove room up there that you couldn't walk on the floor because yeah. if, there was a, already a hole in it yeah. and you could see right down to the, to the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like right by that area. And it's the same area that people had previously said they had seen like a, uh, the shadow figure of a woman kneeling. Mm-hmm. So that's where I sat. And everybody else was out on the porch. There was nobody in the house. And I hear footsteps coming up those stairs. And it's just, for some reason, it freaked the hell out of me. And I picked up, I think it was like a, the cap for a, a ceiling fan. Just, there was like random junk up in this attic laying around. And I just picked the cap up and I just whipped it at the stairs, expecting to hear an ouch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing there. And the, the next thought in my head was, if I jump through that hole in the floor, how bad am I going to get hurt when I hit the floor? I'm yeah. going to hit the living room floor. Because it's an
0: old building that has the high ceilings.
2: Right. Yeah. I <laughs> if, To get out of this attic, I have to walk down through whatever was making that noise. It just scared the crap out of me.
0: Yeah, I remember that was the only location I've ever heard you say, this place is haunted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the first night we were there, Right. When when this first came out, it was the it was on the news. Yeah. And the owner and his workers were remodeling this house. They were going to flip it, and they're having weird things happen to them in the house. They're getting weird things on their phone because of the house, and the owner legitimately thought it was like the devil or the demons or whatever. And it had the news out there, and then somehow it got we got a message to come take a look at it. I, I think it was the owner's wife contacted Sarah or something yeah. the owner um, Scott yeah. he didn't really want nothing to do with the house he just he didn't know if he was gonna keep it and finish you know he just didn't know what he was what he wanted to do his wife Carrie seemed fascinated by what was going on and wanted answers and so we came out and we and basically did they, they're ripping into the walls to replace the walls and everything and all these just ungodly amount of animal bones come flowing out of the wall and they're up in the attic floorboards. There's children's toys being found up there. There's like personal items like hairbrushes and um, all kinds of things being found. There's bits of clothing found up there under the boards. Uh, Yep. Under the floorboards. And when we went there, it was interesting story, but that's like, I wasn't really expecting much. Mm -hmm. And it, I, th- I think it was about one o'clock in the morning. I wasn't convinced of anything, and I was just getting—I was getting cranky. Mm-hmm. I was getting tired. I was hungry. Right. And I'm like, you know what? If if something doesn't happen soon, we're just going to pack up and go, because it doesn't seem like there's anything going on. Yeah. And then we had the DVR cam set up, and we had boom mic set up, so that you could sit outside and be able to hear what was going on inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, looking at my watch, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to give them 10 more minutes, and then we're going home. And all of a sudden, I hear this commotion coming over the speakers, and people are screaming, and they're cussing, and there's, like, things being thrown around. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be here all fucking night now. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I get up there, and we caught it on tape, mm-hmm. one of the camera guys caught it on tape, board got thrown.
1: Yeah, a large board. Like, a, was it a 2 by 4 or- it,
2: uh yeah, yeah, it was like by board? It was a pretty long board. It was just propped up against the wall and it just got slammed over in front of cuz as they were walking out of the attic, the board just come flying down to like block their way or to get their attention. Yeah. yeah. And then Sarah got mad and started blessing the place.
0: <laughs> I remember she did that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "If you don't do this, I'm going to bless you."
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's <clears throat> But even then, it was, I still didn't think there was something there until I had to go back and watch the footage. And it's like, well, yeah, you don't see that every day, right? You know? And the EVPs that we we left our quarters going, and we were getting some weird, like I don't want to say animal, but it it could have been an animal, you mm. know, you know, it could have been a alley cat or something maybe. But the way it sounded was that there was something growling inside that house mm-hmm. when. That recorder was gone. It was empty. The house was empty. No one was in it. And we heard what sounded like people moving furniture. Like when you push furniture across the hardwood floor. Mm -hmm. And it's just, there was nothing to account for those sounds. There was no furniture in the building. Um, The whole first floor was gutted pretty much. No no, uh, electricity, no plumbing. So it's like, what is making this noise? And we couldn't figure it out. And then, so we went there. Mm-hmm. That was like a we probably three or four times we weren't there, and then we brought um other groups to come in and let them go through it and see what they found, and they were getting stuff and then we had this what we called the ghost games where we we went there to try different games like the knock knock game and yeah. Ouija board and um what's the mirror thing oh um, yeah,
1: that's bloody Mary.
2: But bloody Mary, yeah, oh, okay. and that that didn't we didn't really get much on that, I don't think, and then we got a call from Carrie. That her husband got up around 3 or 4 in the morning, left to go to the bone house. Mm -hmm. I
0: remember that.
2: And for some reason, he was ripping up the living room floor, digging into the ground. Yeah. And he had pulled up dozens of bottles, old bottles. And not like... Not like old pop bottles or anything, but Mm -hmm. like old... Like
1: medicine bottles? Old bottles,
2: yeah. And they are all different shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. They could have been decanters for wine, maybe. or Mm -hmm. There was a few like what could have been soda bottles, but nothing... Nothing from after 1950, I don't think. But just bottle after bottle after bottle. And she would ask him, why are you doing this? He didn't know. Mm -hmm. I remember that. He He had no idea.
0: Do you remember when... I swear it was in his underwear the one night. He just got up and walked out of the house (laughs) and went over there and started digging.
2: There was something going on with that house for him.
1: Do you remember you were downstairs? I was upstairs. I was doing the spirit box and I said... You know, who do you want to come up here? And it said your name multiple times, first and last name. Yeah. Many times. And you can
2: thank Sarah for that because she, <laughs> she would go on there and stir it up before yeah. every investigation.
1: But we, you know, we were all in there one night. You were downstairs. It was Sarah, Kat, and I, and Eric, I think, was there at that time. And you might have been there, but I don't know if you were in but we got something standing behind us, a shadow figure yeah. on, on yeah. camera.
2: Yep. Something moved. It yep. was actually in motion.
1: Yeah.
2: That house is just, you know, and I drove, I before they knocked down the Park Hotel, yeah. I went down to get some video of it because it's, it's got some history with like Toledo's gang history and everything. Oh, I didn't know they tore it down. Yeah. They got rid of that thing. I, I wish I would have been able to get in there sooner, yeah. but I went there and I didn't even realize it, but looking at the park hotel if you look to your left you see the bone house yeah Yeah. had no idea it was that close yeah yeah Yeah. and so on the way home i drove past the bone house real slow and the outside looks great it
0: It always has it looks
2: like they kept it up Mm -hmm. and then i noticed there's no electrical meter on the box still empty so nobody's living there and it reminded me of an email i got uh carrie and scott got rid of the bone house and they moved out of out of out of town um I got an email from the daughter of the new owner asking me if I could send someone out to bless the house again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And just to be safe or whatever, she was just... She had seen all the reports on the on the internet about it and yeah. all the videos and everything. And I was like, well, I don't have nobody. You know, Deacon Tom, you can't really do it no more. And mm-hmm. there's nobody I can send. But if they're having problems, we'll come out and take a look. And she's like, no, they don't want to stir anything up. But since there's nobody living there, I'm kind of wondering if maybe... You know, because when Deacon Tom was still mobile, he did go out and and do a they call it the minor rite of exorcism. It's just a house blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And according to Carrie and Scott, it seemed to stop. It felt better in there mm-hmm. for a while, but it came back.
0: I tell you, that's
2: I mention this a lot. Where
0: the EMF detector is useless mm-hmm. in that building. I remember standing on the front porch with the K2 in my hand, and it was on the green, which is just power light. You literally hold it in the building, right in the front door, just hold it in, and it goes to red. And there's no electricity. There's no power lines, nothing in that right. building. And it was – it's creepy. I mean – the night it, that we saw the bat fly through the attic, we <laughs> were all freaked
2: out because of a damn white bat flew over our heads. And it doesn't really, well, for me, it doesn't really give me that feel uh-huh. of like, you know, when you walk into some place and you just get that feeling, you know, yeah. you know there's something there. Yeah. I've never had that at that place. It's just.
0: I mean, we've had, I remember we had someone up there and they brought these new motion detectors. And you would wave your hand in front of them; and they wouldn't go off. But those things were going nuts. By when they set them over in the corners by themselves, and one night I was walking down the steps, and it felt like someone grabbed my toe on my boot. So I thought I, you know, I thought my the tip of my boot caught on a nail, and I put my foot on the step, and those steps were so skinny, my toes were hanging off the edge. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it, that it felt like someone grabbed the end of my boot. There, there is something definitely going on at that house.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think.
2: And there's also, remember, there was a, a letter. Yes. A love letter Spanish. written in Spanish mm-hmm. that was, looked like somebody had tried to burn and then put it out real quick. Okay. And they, it was, I think Sarah found it. was stuck in the. In the wall. In the corner of the attic in that brick, whatever yeah. that was, that brick stonework. Mm-hmm. And, eh, This house has secrets to it. Oh, for sure. I mean, but I remember that night that,
0: um, what's the guy's name again? That was Scott. 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 I looked at Scott and said, Come on, man. Really? Every floorboard has bones under it. And he's like, Watch. He grabbed a hammer and peeled one up, and we found that bone with the face. Face Mm -hmm. It's got a face carved in it. And I was like, Ooh, I took a picture and put it back, you know?
2: (laughs) And after you know and, and and the the rumor the well not rumor the theory was that there was some kind of santeria going on because mm-hmm. there was there's evidence of hispanic family mm-hmm. um and that would and they kept the house in the family and that was a, a an area a town where there was a lot of catholic mm-hmm. hispanic families that mm-hmm. also practiced yeah. santeria there was a catholic church on broadway mm-hmm. in that area
1: saint thomas that-
2: i think so I don't. I, it's not open anymore. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it's St. Thomas.
2: But and they knew that a lot of the families that went to that church also practiced Santeria, mm-hmm. so it was a very and it's not an evil necessarily religion. No. Mm-hmm. Um. But we we just figured that's what was going on here, and there was sense. a there was a woman that died in the house yep. of of a disease, mm-hmm. so if they're doing Santeria rituals for this woman who's dying, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it was to me it was always just. Okay, that's a possible theory. Could be other things, but the, okay, we'll go with that. And then when that that I guess you would call it a totem was found, mm-hmm. with the face carved into a bone, that pretty much sealed it that we're dealing with something that's a cult in, in nature.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Is there any um, and not to get away from the subject, but in in your findings and in your investigations, did you ever come across any other cult activity? Um, in Toledo, that maybe stirred up some hauntings.
2: Like, like definite. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you, you'll walk into just about any abandoned building and see, like you know, Satan lives or whatever, six 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 or, yeah. or yeah. whatever. Well, um, that could just be kids spray right.
1: painting and stuff. Because I think if you were truly in that, you're not spray painting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. you're having your rituals and you're going on about your business.
2: I think that's the only, the bone house would be the only one for a cult activity. Um, But Northwest Ohio definitely has a a big, Mm -hmm. it's bigger than what people think, that there is a satanic presence Mm -hmm. in this community, a lot of cult-type behaviors in this community. um, And that's going back to the 60s that this stuff has been going on. And even to the 40s with uh, that Church of Endor. yeah. Over there, it used so to be something on... Something
1: with Anton LaVey... He tried. He stu- studied with
2: Anton or something? No, he tried. He tried to... He w- He became a...
1: Was it
2: Lovecraft? You know? A Satanist. I can't remember his name. H.
1: H. Lovecraft? No. No. <laughs> uh, just... I know. We wrote an article but I
0: know about yeah, it together, and we can't I remember. I know that my <laughs> first car I ever bought was bought at that... Really? That building. It's on Detroit Avenue, right?
2: This was on Central. Because okay. right? I think he ran that out of his home.
0: Okay, because I know that... My first car I ever bought after us doing the shows about like the Satanic Panic and all that, come to find out, I probably bought my first car from one of them guys.
2: <laughs> probably, yeah. A Lady of Endor Coven is what yeah. it was called. And then he tried to make, he tried to form an, an, uh, an affiliation, I guess, with LeVay, and LeVay said no. Mm-hmm. And so he, the guy just went out and just continued to do his own thing for however long he died with him obviously but but yeah this this town has all kinds of it just it just seems to be at the crossroads of all these satanic stories
0: i think that that area down there downtown area um you got the oliver house you got the bone house you've got the um high level bridge all that Mm -hmm. um a lot of that area had you know a lot of buildings down there that are haunted I think it's because the Indian Mound that they bulldozed over to make the the bridge. That could be it. Because there was a... Where... If if the listener looks at a map of Toledo and sees what we call the high-level bridge, at the end of it, there's what is used to be a restaurant called Frisch's. That's where the mound used to be, and they bulldozed that over. and And I think that a lot of the hauntings are caused by where... Indian mounds were.
2: And didn't Oliver House find a skeleton?
0: Yeah, and, um when they redid the parking lot, supposedly, I, you know, this is rumors, but supposedly they found bones, and, and they, it uh, would make sense because when they bulldozed that mound over, they would have pushed all the dirt that way.
2: Right. And then wasn't there stories of, like, giant skeletons found? Yeah, there was down, down by there?
0: the um, Toledo Yakhla. Well, everybody,
1: we do have to cut this Fantastic interview into two parts. So please um, stay tuned for next week, so we can uh, follow up with our amazing conversation with Chris from Haunted Toledo.
0: And if you think the stuff that you heard this week is going to blow your mind, wait till next week. Wait till next week. So stay tuned for next week. Thank you for listening, mm-hmm. and we will talk to you Take
1: care, later.